Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You are listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it's really good to be back with you again this morning. I hope that you've had a great week. This morning is Transfiguration Sunday, and Transfiguration Sunday sits between the season of the Epiphany and the season of Lent. So just like Christmas sits between Advent and Epiphany, Transfiguration Sunday sits between the season of the Epiphany and the season of Lent. Of course, on Tuesday we have Shrove Tuesday, followed by Ash Wednesday, and then we move into the season of Lent. For me, we need to remember that the season of Epiphany has been about, well, it begins with the wise men encountering the Christ child and the conversion of St. Paul, and it's all about seeing God differently, encountering God in a different way. Now we move to the Transfiguration, but before we look at the readings, I thought we could take a brief look at the meaning of Transfiguration as opposed to Transformation. And I have to confess, I did Google them for you. So Transformation, if we look it up, is a change in appearance, form or function. But Transfiguration is a complete change in form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. So it brings in the spiritual state of things. It is an exalting, glorifying or spiritual change. On Transfiguration Sunday, we look at the transfiguration of Jesus. But this is not the first time in the Bible that we see transfiguration taking place. And so I'm going to begin by going back to the Old Testament and Moses meeting God on the mountain when he gets the tablets with the laws written on them. When we look then from Exodus chapter 24, we find Moses goes up Mount Sinai and a cloud covers it and the glory of the Lord settles on the mountain. For six days this cloud covers the mountain. On the seventh day from within the cloud, God calls Moses. To the Israelites, it looks like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. So it's not surprising that they wonder whether Moses will ever come back down. And then God calls Moses and he moves into the mountain and he stays there for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, the 40 days and 40 nights is significant because we have 40 days of Lent coming up. Moving then to Exodus chapter 34, and I want to read from verse 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When he finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with God, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak to the Lord again. So we are told in this reading, Moses' face is radiant. Moses' appearance is transfigured because he spent time with God in conversation with God. The change in appearance was definitely a physical change. And we know how closely Moses had walked with God throughout the story of the liberation of Israel from the Egyptians. But after spending 40 days and 40 nights with God, his physical appearance changes. And I want us to remember that Moses was fully human, just like you and I. It's different from Jesus. Jesus was also fully God. Moses was a human being like you and I. And after 40 days and 40 nights with God, 
his appearance changes as you can see that radiance of God, that light of God shining through him. Coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, all over the world, the spirit is moving. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. All over the world, the spirit is moving on the Mighty Hot 1027. If you've just joined us, good morning. It's great to be with you. You are listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church, and this morning is Transfiguration Sunday. And I've explained that transfiguration is a complete change of form or appearance into a more spiritual state, a more beautiful or spiritual state. We've looked at Moses, who was fully human, being transfigured when he was on the Mount Sinai with God for 40 days and 40 nights. And every time he went to be with God, he came back and his face was radiant. We're now going to look at the story of Jesus and the transfiguration from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 17. We told after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came up and touched them and said, Get up, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus instructs them, Don't tell anyone what you've seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. So we have Jesus with Peter, James and John. Jesus meeting Moses, representing the law, as we've just heard from the reading in Exodus, and Elijah representing the prophets. And of course we've discussed before that Elijah is the one prophet who didn't die. Jesus is transfigured before Peter, James and John. His face shines like the sun, his clothes become as white as light, and I want us to notice that there's a change again in the face. It's his face that shines just like Moses had that radiant face. Then Moses and Elijah appear and talk to Jesus. Possibly, and I'm obviously surmising here, they're preparing Jesus for what was to happen when he came to Jerusalem, for the journey ahead. Peter, being who Peter was, doesn't know what to do and what to make of this, so he offers to build three shelters for them. And now again we have cloud. Cloud covers the top of the mountain, covers Moses, Elijah and Jesus, and the disciples hear a voice saying, this is my son whom I love. With him I am pleased. Listen to him. Imagine for a moment that you were on that mountaintop. How would you have felt, I wonder? I know that I, like the disciples, would probably have been terrified. And so, understandably, they fall face down in terror. And then Jesus tells them to get up. And again, they see that they are alone with Jesus. Jesus is transfigured before their eyes. And then God speaks those words of affirmation that we hear at the baptism of Jesus. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And of course, added to that is listen to him. And then they go down the mountain and Jesus starts working again. We're told that he heals a demon-possessed boy straight after this. 
The story of the transfiguration is confirmed in 2 Peter 1, 16 to 21, and I urge you to go and read it for yourself, but we have Peter saying that they witnessed the glory of God in this transfiguration on top of the mountain. Peter then testifies to the transfiguration, and so we know from this that it's, it did happen, that there were witnesses to the transfiguration, just as there were witnesses to the way in which Moses' face was transfigured when he spent those 40 days and 40 nights with God. But what does all of this mean for you and I? Because that's where I like to come to. And I'm going to look at that in the moment. But first on the Mighty Hot 1027, Lord, I lift your name on high. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027. Lord, I lift your name on high on the Mighty Hot 1027. Good morning. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona. And if you've just joined us, it's great to be with you. This morning, I've been looking at the transfiguration. Firstly, the transfiguration of Moses on Mount Sinai, and now the transfiguration of Jesus in front of Peter, James, and John. I want to move now into what this could possibly mean for you and I, and for me there's several things. The first is that when we spend time with God, we will be changed, we will be transfigured. People will see it in us, and conversely, if we don't spend time with God, people will be able to see that too. Transfiguration was not just for Jesus, the Son of God. It was for Moses and also for all of us, if we spend time with God. We are told by Luke that witnesses to the glory of God will be unable to avoid reflecting that glory in the world. As I was reading that, I was thinking of the moon and the sun and thinking of how the moon reflects the light from the sun. And therefore, that is why we see the moon and how sometimes at full moon, that moon shines so brightly that it lights up everything around us. Now, for me, Jesus or God is the sun and we are the moon and we call to reflect that light into the world and people will see that light in us. Secondly, God prepares and strengthens us. God sends Moses and Elijah to Jesus, the law and the prophets, and they meet with Jesus, who is the fulfillment of the law and the prophecies. And I believe that the reason for this was to prepare him and strengthen him for the journey that was to come, his crucifixion in Jerusalem. God also affirms Jesus in this reading, and of course God affirms us in many different ways. We're not all going to be as lucky as Jesus to hear God's voice from a cloud affirming us, but I have found throughout my life that God will affirm me through many different means and through many different people. Thirdly, God reveals God's self to us also in many different forms. To the Israelites, God revealed himself through Moses and the actions of Moses, the words of Moses, and through Moses' radiant face. Jesus reveals God to Peter, James, and John, also to all his disciples post-resurrection, and to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And to us, Jesus definitely reveals God to us still today, through others, through God's word, through sharing the Eucharist, sometimes through the most unexpected people and places. We just need to have eyes that can see. We need to be awake and aware and looking for God. Fourthly, Jesus comes down from the mountaintop and resumes his mission and he heals the boy. He comes down from the mountaintop is the first point I want to make because many people long to live on that mountaintop. You may even find people who church hop to have that mountaintop experience and the minute they're not experiencing it, they find another place to try and experience it all the time. But we need to remember that even Jesus came down and resumed working 
And of course, we need to do the work of God. Mountaintop experiences are great. They affirm and strengthen us in our faith. But we also need to live each and every day. And we do so in the presence of God, maybe not on the mountain, but still in the presence of God. And we call to do God's work here and now. We have to remember that while transfiguring love is for all of us, and some of us may even see God's glory, some things will still remain hidden or veiled. That's why in Corinthians we told that we only see in part. There is mystery in God. There always is mystery in life, mystery in the way we live our life with God. And we need to actually accept that as we move on here on earth. But one thing for me is certain, as we walk with Jesus, we are transfigured more and more into God's image and likeness, or Jesus' image and likeness. We become more aware of God's time. We stop looking at chronological time and we become aware of God's time. And we see God breaking into the world in so many different ways. And God breaking into the world through us, sometimes, when we're really walking closely with God. We also realize that God is always present, as I've said, and in all places, not just on the mountaintop in the clouds. Now, perhaps for Lent, and these were questions that were once asked of me, and they're quietly, quite uncomfortable, but I think for Lent, let's ask these questions of ourselves. How do we put flesh and blood on the Spirit of God within us? So how do we do that in this world? And how do we show someone the transfigured Christ? What do they see when they look at us? Those are just two questions we need to consider as we move into Lent this week. To wrap up this morning, I love you, Lord, and when I look into your holiness, I just thought that was appropriate. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you need to get hold of me, you can do so on Shona at hot1027.co.za. May God bless you and all those you love and pray for. Sunrise with Shona, Hot 1027.